Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. I'm Jonathan. I'm Roland. I'm Tony. And we're welcoming back today Blind IRL. And I counted them up, and I think that this is your fifth appearance, Blind. Welcome back. Is it really five? Jeez. Hi. Oh. Yeah, it's good, it's good to be back. And, and uh, today you get another punch on your card, and after your next one, you'll get a free Quiznos. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, wow. We actually still have some of those around here. <laughs> I don't even know if it's in. I don't know if they still exist. They do exist. They're just very uncommon and in very odd places. So, yeah, we had Tekken on last uh, episode, and I said that I think that I said that it was his fourth uh, appearance on the podcast. And then I went back and counted them up, and he had been on six times, including the time that you and you and uh, Tekken were on at the, at the same time. So, yeah, this is your fifth, unless I miscounted. So, welcome back. It's, it's good to be back. How are things going? Uh, things have been all right. I mean, it's it's been a. I, I recently uh, have come to the conclusion. Well, not really come to the conclusion, but I have to come to the acceptance of the fact that I've been making like active live streamed content on the internet for ten years. So I've uh, been counting my gray hairs. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of that's been my week is just kind of coming to the realization of that. But aside from that, you know, just uh, staring at uh, like my notification announcements for Dwarf Fortress updates and continuing to do my thing on the internet well let's make a pitch out to just for men gel the hair coloring for men get rid of those <laughs> there you go. Yeah, i was no. gonna say you can't be I like I, my grace you got at least you have hair you know i guess people that have been streaming longer <laughs> might, might not even have it anymore yeah I, I don't quite look like a northern lion yet i'm not an egg well blind you had a couple of prestigious guests on your uh your stream just a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and I think that the wording that they used on Steam was that you grilled Tarn and Zach about adventure mode. So how'd that go? Uh well I mean I, I grilled them. I I think th- I think the one th- <laughs> uh th- there was one very notable event out of that which has nothing to do with adventure mode which um I informed Tarn that vampires are always blue and he was completely unaware that vampires are always blue and always visible. Um, like the color was, blue or just generally sad? No, like they're always blue. Right. Like when they come into your fortress, they're blue. Like they, they are... The blue people. The blue they, people. they are not hard to spot because they are just blue. Good to know. Because he mentioned something about vampires like d- doing something. I'm like, you know that they're always blue, right? And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> like they Literally, they, they are always blue. 100% of the time, they look like zombies. He's just like... Oops. Oh, man, and then just, like, <laughs> cursing up a storm. So I, I think I informed him about a bug that he was completely unaware of that's been in the game for a year. Um, we've also come to the conclusion that, and I, and I can also ask ask you guys here this, but did, when when you get sieged by goblins in version 50, do you ever get attacked by trolls alongside of those sieges? Oh. You know what? No. I haven't seen trolls for some time. Because I'm convinced Tarn, like, took don't feed the trolls a little too seriously, and we have no trolls left. Because I yeah. only see them as wild animals in the caverns. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I come to think of it, they have not been part of of anything. And I, I was just thinking it was like the worlds that I built or whatever, and they just, I don't know, just didn't like them. That was my initial assumption, but it's been like nine worlds. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. The odds are getting bad. Yeah, now that yeah. you say it, I have not seen even a wild troll. There's zero trolls in my worlds. Okay. Sure enough, I'm playing the same fortress all the time, but still, wow. I mean, I don't like the trolls, so I'm I glad to see them gone, notice. the door-smashing bastards, but... Yeah, we could yeah. take this out of context, and it would be about uh, internet civility. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
That's right. I just don't like the trolls. No, I don't either. Take that out as a sound bite. But yeah, no, th- those were kind of like the the fortress mode discoveries that we kind of made. We also talked um, quite a bit about um, like Mark's dwarves. Because like the the current status of Mark's Dwarves is they're about as functional as they were in version forty seven, aside from the ability to select specific ammo types, which largely is completely functional as long as you're willing to do some cheese when you're like training them, because otherwise they'll just, you know, fire them all into the targets and destroy all of your arrows or bolts or whatever you're using and you'll run out really quick. Yeah. So if if you're okay with like digging a trench in front of your training targets so that they drop down as a level and you end up with just billions of unstacked bolts, which doesn't actually like cause any issues whatsoever for them be like their effectiveness, it just takes them longer to gather their ammo. Um, right. And then if you're using bins, they can just put them all into bins, and that doesn't actually change the amount of time it takes them to gather their ammo. It just takes more time for civilians and your dwarves to put them into the bins. As long as you're okay with that process, um, they they are like largely as functional as they were in version 47. Do the bins work with ammo now? Because there was a while there where, where if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was 44, maybe it was sometime in 47, but uh, that uh, if, you, if they would put their, their ammo in bins, they wouldn't collect them. Yes. Um, if the ammo has nothing, if the if the bins have nothing but ammo in them, uh, okay. So as long as it's an ammo specific stockpile, yeah, it works just fine. Great. Well, that that means that that was one of the problems that I had with uh, supplying my dwarves. It would it would just get very unwieldy to have a whole bunch of uh of bolts whenever you could have one bolt per per <laughs> per tile. So yeah. I, I mean, the the way that I find it to be the the most effective is like they. I know some some people will say things like, "Oh, they won't go gather ammo again." Like it's it's very much a in max process you have to make sure that they are basically embattlements that have no way of accessing the enemy so like there has to be a trench in front of them with an overhang or they will just dodge through the 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 what, what do you call it the fortifications and then just attack the enemy um you have to make sure that the ammo is closer to them than the enemy so if it like you basically need them to be behind in battlements with like ammo underneath them in the wall or behind them and then lock them into that space and then set them into a patrol route to patrol between their ammo and where you want them to fire from mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a bit of a process to set up, but it's no it's way easier than like you know setting up ballistas, um, and 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 it works very consistently. And I, I've been the the two main uses that I've been using them for is um, knocking stuff off of walkways with bone bolts. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm short cool. on on metal, um, it's because they they tend to dodge out of the way of bolts regardless of material. So if if you just bring bone bolts, it's like it's super easy to just use that to knock them into traps or off of walkways. Um, the, and then the, the other thing I've been using them for is just steel bolts on bigger walkways with just like gaps and trenches. And then they, they literally, I've, I've had them take out 150 goblins with like 20 marks dwarves in less time than a melee squad would. Wow. Mm, and, awesome. if, and if they don't, if they don't kill them, then by the time the goblins have gotten through, they're all injured. So it's just like, it's a non-concern and you can set ha- send half armed dwarves in and they'll just clean up the mess. Cool. Well, um, as long-time listeners will know, we have a long-running shtick about archers on this podcast. So, uh, and yeah, I haven't I haven't touched archers since the new version has come out, but I think that that you have convinced me to go ahead and do so uh, whenever I get my um, problems with werebeasts uh, sorted out. Yeah, you and the werebeasts. I, I don't know if you ever like if if you guys were ever really ant- in the anti-backpack club, but uh, use backpacks. Backpacks good now. Oh, okay. It's just part of the squad equipment. Okay. 
Well, the, the, the issue with backpacks before was like when they put a meal into their backpack, it would be claimed as theirs. So when they would unequip the backpack, they'd put it in their room and then it would rot. That was the old bug. Hmm. Um, when it when they put an item in when they put food in their backpack, it's not claimed as theirs now. So they can eat it whenever they want while they're on the job or whatever. But um, if it's dropped out of their backpack, then it just gets put back in the stockpile now. Nice. My goodness. You know, just when you think you know a game, I had completely forgotten about backpacks. This game is so freaking rich. Yeah. There are so many things that you can, so many holes that you can go down that are that are somewhat optional but can improve the can improve the experience of playing the game like backpacks i've been existing just fine without backpacks oh yeah but but yeah you just say that and go you know why am i not equipping backpacks on my people that sounds like and it's good if they can bring their food with them and then if you want to take that to like the actual galaxy brain level the you you build a um uh, what, what do you call it? Your your barracks, and then you make a dining hall in your barracks, and then you connect the dining hall to either the tavern or your barracks, and then your soldiers will use that dining hall. Um, that's right there. And if you connect it to the tavern, then they won't prioritize that dining hall, but they'll probably just use it because it's very close. And then uh, they will get happy thoughts for watching performances uh, in their barracks while they're training. Oh, interesting. Because oh, okay. you can connect any zone to any zone, as long as it's not a named zone. You can't connect a named zone to a named zone, but you can connect any zone to any any named zone to any other zone. How did you come up with that? You just click the plus symbol <laughs> on the zone. So you go to the dining hall, you click the little plus symbol, and then you scroll down the list and you just select what you want. You can connect a dining hall to a tavern or mm. a, a temple or a barracks or whatever. And that's not new, is it? That's No, it's been in the game forever. Yeah. Yeah. As long as zones have been in the game, and I just I just realized that recently. I think that I was uh, reading. I think that it was whenever I was going through the Dream Fort uh, documentation that uh, that it, it talked about the way it, uh, that it arranged its dining hall and its tavern, and it gave me made me do a little bit more of a deep dive on on setting up your your meeting area zones and how that they can they can overlap. There are some things you can't do, but I'm, I'm I can't remember off the top of my head what they are. But I mean, like the. That- the, the the default thing is like connecting bedrooms and dining halls to taverns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the the unintended outcome is like, oh, you can like connect a library to an animal training zone and then make all of your scribes into animal trainers and they'll keep all of your animals trained or whatever <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, um, I, I do remember what it was now. I for whatever reason I'm having a hitch whenever I'm trying to have a dining hall and an office belong to a particular dwarf in you know for example the mayor. But you can't overlap them because the chair is already claimed as as part of the office, and the table is already claimed as part of the dining hall, so it doesn't want to zone them together. Yeah, I don't think you can connect. Like, once something is assigned to a dwarf, you can't connect it to an external zone because then it is the property of that particular dwarf. Oh, I think it okay. negates that. Maybe if oh. I unassign the 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 pieces of furniture from the dwarf, and then try to assign those and have them overlap the zones. Maybe then I can reassign them to the dwarf. Okay, I'll try that. Maybe. I need to try uh, zoning prisons with taverns, actually, so that they'd serve alcohol to prisoners. Yeah. Hmm. Is this like the prison riot mod? Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, have a whole bunch of drunk prisoners. No, I mean... And, That's just you know, they riot anyway, right? If if you set up a tavern riot with a tavern keeper, you're going to end up with a dwarven riot eventually. Not always. It only happens if you allow them to get over intoxicated. Uh, how do you stop them? 
from getting over intoxicated? Make sure they all have bedrooms. Oh, did then they go home and behave themselves? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they get dwarves specifically will get over intoxicated if they fall asleep on the floor. Um, oh right, so because like the, the tavern keep keeps feeding them alcohol while they sleep. Yeah, yeah. And then they brawl huh. under the and then if they're in a crappy mood, then they brawl under the influence. Although if you have tavern visitors, then good luck <laughs> because humans have very low alcohol to- tolerance, just like real life. So much like us. Yeah. I've yeah. just taken it as a matter of course that eventually I'm going to see vomit on the floor of the tavern because <laughs> there's been a fight breakout. It does, no one seems to actually get hurt too badly by these fights, but uh, and they eventually matter. resolve themselves. But yeah, and then the weremoose comes and you're doomed. So. Well, you know, and that's that's the way it typically happens. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into that again later. If it seems like every episode now we're talking about my damn were creatures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you should just roll yourself a new world, man. I, I think you got. I don't want to. It's a challenge now. <laughs> right. Lock the doors. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. doors are quite hallways. powerful. Let's don't let's don't nerf the doors. <laughs> well, locked doors have always been invincible against were creatures. Were creatures, yeah. I've had trolls knock down the do- doors. Yeah, well, that's working as intended. Yeah, I actually, so, I had a forgotten beast melting doors the other day, which oh, made my no. brains fall out. It was that's just a ball of fire. Door. Ball I, of fi- what kind of were beast was it? It was a ball torch. of fire that shot fire with oh, a shell. Nice. The classic. And, and, yeah. And, and and I had stone doors. I was like, well, I'll just throw some like diorite doors down here, and then like I panned back over a minute later, and the doors were gone. And I was like, what the Whoops. hell? <laughs> are we are we talking a were beast or a forgotten beast? Forgotten beast, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm like, what kind of uh, were beast? Wow, were magma man? Were magma man? Were fire man? Um, make both of those. Well, any any uh, sentient creature, uh, I think they call it any cre- any learning creature that uh, that gets bit by a, a were creature can catch the lycanthropy. So. I've um, never seen an animal person wear. Crap. I haven't either, but oh, that uh, would be neat, though. Uh, yeah, Badger Man becomes Badger. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Were Badger, Were uh, Badger Man, or does it become a Were Badger? Dare Badger, Were Human. Sadly, I don't have any to test it out. Neither the Animal Man nor the Were Were people. All right, Arena Mode Science, go. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, I just embarked on Untamed Wild, so uh, so I might have some some animal men. Go for my, moose uh, people. Moose and, people. Well, you got to know that this continent that I'm on is just freaking filled full of were-moose. So were-mooses, were-meese, were-mooses. But, so you yeah. settled in Canada? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you Well, it to... is called the Great Land, right? Oh, oh yeah. Perfect. The Checks Great out. White North. Yeah, my, my continent that I'm on is called the Great Land. And uh, my my civilization that keeps spawning these these uh, embarks is the wealthy rag, and uh, yeah. So this is a fort number five that I just started. <laughs> the wealthy in same rag oh, from God. the same civilization. The previous four have all fallen to lycanthropy. Yeah, oh, it's it's been a mess. You really hate to see it. It's just a question of time. I'm sorry. I think you should just embrace it. And uh, and and basically force just just run a were creature fort, and just every full moon just. I tried. It's it's tedious. It's they, a pain in the ass to do. They kill everything, don't they? Well, yeah. It's just a pain. It's not. It's it's not very much fun. So. Renowned historian Boss J three thirteen tells in his history tales of the great land. 
In the dawning days of the year 123, the wealthy RAG leadership received a message from the newest outpost Dragon Labors. Things were going well. We had set up our fortress defenses, and had fended off three separate Wermoose attacks from outside the fortress. Once the moon passed fullness, we quickly released the poor infected beings from their misery, with axe and hammer. But late last year, something went wrong, and apparently someone failed in their charge, because a visiting dwarf in the Helm Tummy's tavern transformed into a Wermoose. We tried our best to contain the spread, attempted to sequester any dwarves who may have become infected, but it was futile. Dragon Labors lost over two-thirds of its populace, including all the leadership. There are only 14 of us left, who have been hiding in a locked and barricaded food stockpile for some time. With great reluctance and some fear, we have decided to abandon the fortress to ruin. This place is just too difficult to defend. Please send no more migrants this way, as there will be nobody here. You can find Tales of the Great Land by Professor Boss J313 in better bookstores everywhere. So we were talking about you were talking about uh that bug with the vampire uh the vampires being blue. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me that we now have a what looks like a real bug tracker now instead of just typing in your bug into Discord, which <laughs> I think is a very big step forward. I, I think that the, the, the new bug tracker is, uh, well, admittedly, I haven't touched it nor used it at all, aside from looking at it, but it, it is definitely a bug tracker, and there is definitely bugs on it, so yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's good to see that working as intended. It's a heck of a, uh, heck of a start. As somebody who's, who's like, you know, not even remotely knowledgeable about how things like that like when i run into a bug i just like send somebody a dm and shoot them a save file and forget about it like if i have to make an account and (laughs) sign up for a thing i'm already out but many many people are not lazy like me and will actually go do it so my goal is to when i run into a bug just yell at chat room to go report it (laughs) and then i don't need to worry about it well one of Um, the biggest things about an actual bug tracker is it gives you the opportunity to search for the bug and to see if it already exists and if people have reported on it and if so it allows you to uh, add a comment to that bug or or add more information for the developers <laughs> and Same. that really didn't work very well at all yeah. whenever it was just being collected in a discord channel so mm-hmm. i'm really happy to see that and before the version 50 before the the steam slash kitfox transition there was the dwarf for- there was a, a bug tracker for dwarf fortress mm-hmm. that was handled on uh, i think just yeah that so yeah they lost that for whatever reason whenever they switched over to 50, but it's really good to see that they've, they've got one back. Yeah. No, I, I that, think it's important, especially whenever now that you have more than one developer working on the, on the program. Oh, yeah, that, that's a big difference. Yeah. So, but I just wanted to, uh, to bring that up because, uh, yeah, that was one of the things that really stuck out to me about that latest uh, Kit Fox uh, update. Is that there's now a real bug tracker. Happy to see it. Yeah, that, that's probably the biggest news. I mean, the, the the rest of it is just like screenshots, right? And anybody who's played, have, have any of you guys played adventure mode much in older versions? A little, uh, no. yeah, the old time, in the olden days, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, this like, looks so cool, though. I love the the yeah, look it of looks the so uh, neat. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead, Blind. I interrupted you. Uh, no, it's fine. I, I tend to interrupt other people, so just talk over me. Um, I, uh, I I I've I've got. Uh, some theories right now because I don't know maybe a month ago the Kit Fox account was in in my chat talking about working on a uh, air quotes trailer so mm-hmm. I've been like 
because sta- realistically, like the information that we got out of um, the the interview that I just did with Zach and Tarn was a lot of stuff that if you've played the game before, you you know, right? Like, you're going to be traveling around on the overworld on a map. Okay, we have a rough idea of what that map's going to look like because we've seen the very primitive versions of those maps in ASCII over the years, right? Mm-hmm. right. So we, if, if you've played the game before, you probably have an idea of what it's going to look like even without seeing any screenshots, right? But what, what I think we actually care about is, like, development timelines, release dates, and footage. I know that there's a trailer in the works, and if you look at the logical places a trailer could be released in the next few weeks, there's not that many things coming up. There's a bunch of big uh, indie live streams in December, so it could be one of those, those big announcement streams. Uh, There's the Game Awards coming up, there's the PC Game Show coming up, and then there's also the ability for them to just like drop a thing and be like, hey, this is here. So... I know that there is footage being recorded for a thing. I know it's in the works, and there's only so many places they could release it. And also, we have the one-year release anniversary coming up. So, that being said, I don't know if this trailer actually includes footage of Adventure Mode, but I do know that there is a trailer. So, we're going to be getting something in the next couple weeks. It's just a matter of when and what's in it. I hope it's narrated by the inner world guy because that would be a really good trailer <laughs> you know what i mean so it's, it's just the like the the uh the the, the guts glory ram guy yeah but... in a world where Wermoose <laughs> takes over in a world Forge where everybody world. dies Wait, both of those forth. worlds are my current fortress world right yeah. the earth yeah well, I, I, I thought I it was cool the uh the pre- kind of the preview and those screenshots of the procedurally generated uh, creatures that, that you can see a portrait of. That's that's. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I know that it's fluff, but it's cool fluff. Fluff is good. Yeah. It went with the procedural portraits thing. Um, during during the conversation with Tarn, the the con- the question of what what are they going to look like in ASCII came up. Um, and I think we may have <laughs> oh, convinced man. him to go back to uh, his old 1980s ASCII faces days to uh, draw like colored squares uh, in ASCII to make approximations of face designs. So you're welcome if we get that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You've delayed it another eight months. No. <laughs> uh, Tarn said it would probably delay the whole project by about four days. So, you know, honestly, uh, right. yeah, worth okay. it. <laughs> in in, in yeah. Dorvin terms, yeah, that's, that's, that's four days? just a oh, yeah. blink of an eye. Yeah, that's, but, it's like you and I drinking a cup of coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, if it delays a release by four or five days, that I, I'm okay with that as long as we get, like, angry ASCII faces <laughs> um, in the little dwarf portraits. I haven't loaded the new version in ASCII yet. I, I, I'm a... You should look at it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I did. I loaded it and I looked at it for a, f- a few minutes and was suddenly missing the Phoebus tile set. So then I switched back to, uh, to the regular mode. A graphics should... guy, what can I say? You, you should look at it uh, when you're getting sieged by something with a lot of archers. Oh. Because it's just like a cloud of tiny little spines just fly. It's like a porcupine exploding. It is fantastic. <laughs> just little bolts going every which way. Yeah, I just pulled up the picture of the tavern from the adventure mode preview screenshot. Just the hippo man wrestler, Queb Rosmete. Hello. It is good to see you. Did you see the back and forth on the Dwarf Fortress subreddit about the Hippo Man? No, I did not. Well, everybody wants not. to date the Hippo yeah, Man. Yeah, they want to date him. That was a I. Um, there were interesting posts. Let's uh, wow. Let's say I like guess that. he does look a little bit like Jason Kelsey. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know who that is, but now I want to see this hippo man again. One of my favorite bits out of that whole thing was uh, Neil, Neil Rice. No Rice. Neil Rice is good. Uh, who's the artist who drew the hippo man? Popped into the comments section and said, "I had complete artistic freedom and used that freedom wisely." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, I'll say. Uh, I mean, uh, it's an amazing rendition of what a you know what a hippo hippo man would I, look it, like. It's one of the most the dangerous picture, creatures on earth. Is that a shadow or is that like an Amish beard on him? Uh, that is definitely a shadow. Okay. But uh, um, I can see the Amish beard now that you mentioned it. Is, um, <laughs> is, is the hippo man uh, dangerous? Like uh, like real I hippos? So. I, I mean, are you well, asking, would it be strong to be a hippo man? Because things with lots of body mass are strong. That's the reason that Elephant Man is one of the strongest Adventure Mode characters. And I think it is a, a, fine, a fine portrait and really good, you know... 8-bit graphics style art, but I don't I don't know that I see sexy in here. Well, for the hips obviously just not your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Just not your style. Man. Don't kink shame not. him. Let's don't kink shame on the show, okay? If you like hippos, <laughs> then that's fine. Do you have like a larger version of that sprite somewhere? Because I only have the picture that I can see on Steam and I can't even zoom in. Well, can you not click it? Well, it's on a if you go to um, where is it? I'm trying to find it. Let me post the plop link. it into your Discord. Thank you. So let me help for research purposes uh, only, uh, obviously. Yeah, so that you can like create a full body fan art of this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Or, 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 oh, or a full body, or, oh, a, or a pillow, a body pillow. I'm only seeing a headshot. Oh, can now we do we're talking man? a body pillow. Hippo man body pillows. Yes, <laughs> Kit Fox. We got merch ideas for you guys. Oh my goodness! Look at that! Look at that absolute yeah. unit! Look at him! Wow. Um, and in regards to the screenshots, the the last one that I sent, which I think is actually very interesting, and the the, the reason I think this last one is very interesting is one it includes the little portrait. But the reason it's really really interesting is the fortress that it's in, which is a fortress called Aquaways, which was made by one of my community members, which shows that we have save compatibility. Oh yeah. Which hey, is, is this something that I can post? Is this image something I can post to our uh, listeners? Oh yeah, all that stuff's okay, public. Cool. The hippo man. I, I knew that I'd seen the the top two, but I hadn't seen the the third one yet with the fortress. But but please continue, blind. But yeah, so that that shows that we have safe compatibility because that's apparently running in the version. Uh, th- that's apparently running in the version that has adventure mode in it. Oh, now so I get what you're trying update? to say. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh. That that could be doggone useful. Which means you can already start building adventure mode worlds if you really want. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. So then in 2027, you will be oh, ready my. to hit the ground running. 2027? You know, nah, it'll be out no. before halfway through next year. That's great. I tell you what, I'm not going to ditch this this world because if this is save compatible, this world that is packed with Wearmoose might be a really interesting adventure world mode. No, oh. adventure mode world. To, to quote what Zach said, it was really hard to maintain save compatibility between version 47 and version 50 because of the amount of saves that were already running in version 50. But now that they've got the break, it's yeah. very easy to maintain save compatibility from version 50 to version 50 plus adventure mode because all that they need to do is make sure that adding adventure mode in doesn't break the saves that are currently there. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. So, very cool. I think cool. we're going to get a new, a new major number. Gonna go fifty one or fifty five or something. I didn't ask. I don't know. Maybe be yeah. interesting. That's part of the um, surprise. Yeah. yeah. When when they do bring it out, we're gonna do another uh, set of of uh, streams 
where where Tony and Roland tried to teach me to play adventure mode again because uh, that was a blast. I loved well, it. Well, we had a good a lot time. of fun. Yeah, we set yeah. else on fire. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> we we really did enjoy those days. I I'm looking forward to it because I mean, just the UX UI looks pretty cool. I've been playing Caves of Cud a little bit to kind of get used to the. Um, I mean, that game's pretty nuts. That's kind of what I would imagine it would be I like. Love Cud. Now you can like cut your arms off voluntarily and use them as weapons or whatever uh, it's gotten, it's gotten a little uh-huh. get it yeah it's uh, the, the caves of cud patch notes are also enjoyable like the door fortress patch notes so well i went through my uh, i went through my my legends mode and found that my the weremoose at least one of them was killing people with socks it was like whacking people <laughs> over the head with a wool yeah, sock they do that. and <laughs> i funny. mean you don't love that but you know it, it, it does socks, it hatch, is known to happen um, talking about uh, werebeasts equipping things, um, I only once got a minotaur to actually take up a sword and kill someone with a sword, and I, I I was riding that high for for weeks after, and I've never gotten to any minotaur to pick up a weapon ever again, and it makes me very very mad. So did did you ever get to do that blind? What get a minotaur to pick up a weapon, or any any giant creature that comes by and is evil, like any forest titan? My current world, every single giant Etten and Cyclops that have shown up have been carrying a minimum of like ten artifacts. What? Yeah. What kind of like world are you playing? Swords, shields. Cool one. Yeah, uh, and like good artifacts too. Like I've gotten several steel swords. Um, I have no idea who's making them. A lot of them have kobold names too, which is really weird. <laughs> my my theory is that like the kobolds are stealing them and then naming them, and then the like giants are stealing them from the kobolds. But I'm collecting them, so <laughs> that's that's been fun. Huh. Um, have I? I've definitely had like colossuses pick up articles of clothing and use those as weapons, which you don't want. Well, I well, I mean, Bronze Colossus is actually better if they pick up a sock because that's less effective. You have a higher chance of survival if they pick up a sock. But aside from that, no. I mean, like, it's not like I ever, I've ever really tried to get them to equip a weapon, so. Hmm. I know that cr- giant crabs can equip weapons and open what? doors and pull levers. Excuse me? They got lots of arms, crabs, don't they? Don't yeah. ever tame giant crabs unless you want your entire fortress to fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what is they, they can and do pull levers. I didn't know they were tameable, to be honest. They're not tameable, they're trainable. Trainable, got it. Yeah. You oh, can't yeah. fully tame them because there's no baby state for giant crabs. They just appear as more adult giant crabs. The reason that particular fortress was a problem was because I was like, you know what would be really funny is if I, ta- if I trained two giant crabs and had a giant crab pen. Awesome. Suddenly I had 14 giant crabs and I was like, oh God, they breed really quickly. Also, they're adult size immediately. Well, I'm just going to slaughter <laughs> these. And then I realized that, oh, right, I'm in a resurrecting biome. So when oh, I slaughter oh. them instantly I have eight undead giant crabs because every <laughs> single one of their claws, their chitin, and all their legs become undead giant crabs, which is fine because they die really quickly. So, like, all the, like, all the, the butcher needs to do is just, like, punch them a couple times or just, like, they just need to get stabbed once by any military dwarf. So so that portion was fine. The problem was it would scare the ever-living piss out of the poor butcher that just slaughtered it. So <laughs> butcher some, grabs yeah. crab, slaughters crab, runs away screaming, military cuts down all the things, and there's already eight more crabs there because they're breeding so fast. Is, yeah, the fortress uh, got taken over by crabs. And then they started undead? opening doors and pulling levers, and it was scary. 
Is undead crab meat as delicious as regular crab meat? Mm, you know, I wasn't worrying about it at that point, so I'm not sure. Have you, have you just created uh, endless food? Yeah, anyway. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that something, once yeah. it's been resurrected, is then edible. Oh. No, sadly, it's not. Pretty, I tried. Oh, pretty that's sure. bad, because you're looking at perpetual motion machines for food, right? So. Well, it's not like once those legs are slaughtered, you get eight more legs. So I think infinite food is actually just farming. Yeah. It, it but, yeah, is. that's fair. I guess we do have that, don't we? In real life, too. I mean, I, I, so I have, I'm growing so lettuce in my closet. Real life so. hacks. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what? I, intentionally or? Yeah, intentionally. Okay. Sure, Under that's lettuce. Yeah. It's, no, it's absolutely <laughs> lettuce. Like, I keep posting pictures of the lineup. Everyone's like, sure, it's lettuce. I'm like, have you tried growing weed? It's really, really hard. Don't it's, try that. It's legal, man. <laughs> you know what you're doing. No, no judging here. Uh, it's, 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 As it's, somebody who's tried that, it's not easy. I live in Canada, it's legal here. Obliged not to make any comments about that. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, in Germany you'd go to you'd go to German jail. Mm. It'd be weird if you didn't go to German jail if you went to any jail in Extradited to you know, Romania or something. As has become customary at the end of the calendar year, the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast would like to recognize the generous patrons who have financially supported the show through the year. Michael Eller, Lucas, Brandon Wright, Christopher Harris, KV, Potato Bomb, Logan Hastings, Uris J. Jennings, Garzini, Loghammer, Clean O'Dev, Adam Hudson. Stay tuned, because coming up, we'll continue the roll call of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Nobles in a few moments. Salute. So speaking of monitors, um, you were talking about uh, having monitors pick up weapons. We had a, a listener in our Discord say that, uh, that they got attacked by a monitor for the first time. It came toward the head off of a donkey, then passed out from exhaustion. Uh, <laughs> and I had noticed as well, monitors don't seem to be particularly strong. Are they night creatures? But uh, yeah, uh, like, like I told uh, Blue Whale of Doom, uh, a dwarf or two with a hammer and a mace can probably take out a monitor. Your mileage may vary. One door for the pickaxe can t- and a dream can take about just about anything <laughs> yeah. out if they hit it correctly. So that's right. I, I love the idea of minotaurs because I'm I was a big fan of like Greek legends or whatever, and minotaurs are cool, but God, they're they're not great. They're not great. Like a mm. bronze colossus is so much more of a threat. Uh, even a giant can be more of a threat, and a minotaur can arrive in your fortress, and like the dude knows about like how to swing an axe, but he will just simply not equip equip one. And uh, come on, yeah. it's just the mental image of a of bronze colossus. You, in, in my head, there's this this uh, Ray Harryhausen creature walking across my map. It's great, and with the stop motion style movement, I just love it. Minotaurs, uh, just think of you know men with bull heads. Yeah, or women yeah, it's just, with It's just hands, a yeah. tall dude. <laughs> just I mean, a tall it's, dude. It's a tall dude with a weird head. Yeah, that's all it is. So yeah, what? I love I love the colossi. I, I, I had a viewer who was complaining that the combat in Dwarf Fortress was too easy, which it, um, I I don't disagree. It, it can be pretty easy at times. 
Um, and so they, they were asking for recommendations for mods and nobody really used enemy mods in, in the, at the time in my chat. And so they, they went and they explored the Steam Workshop a bit and found a couple. One of the mods they installed um, allowed for Colossuses to be made out of any metal. Okay. Um, so they added Steel Colossus, uh, bronze or uh, uh, Brass Colossus, and uh, Copper Colossus, and Iron Colossus to their world. That's actually cool. And they were just like, yeah. And they're like, this, this right. seems like a really good idea. And then almost immediately they got attacked by a Steel Colossus. <laughs> also, it like in- massively increased the population of Colossi in the world. So there was like... <laughs> Basically, a forgotten beast number of them, and uh, oh, they had no. to like delete the world and like not use that mod again. Because have you ever? Okay, so you know how hard it is to kill a bronze colossus, right? Imagine that dude was made of steel. Yeah, because that's like a forty percent power upgrade. Yeah, that's a full. <laughs> Maybe number. more. That's tough. You, you that's basically tough just one. need adamantine to kill it. Yeah. Well, then you can roll those adamantine colossuses, colossi, or a you know a wooden cage trap. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Somebody needs to actually look up plural... Colossi? I think plural. it is Colossi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I, it feels right to me to call it, it that. Feels so. Yeah, it's Colossi. According to Merriam-Webster, it's Colossi. Okay. Cool. Well. I, th- I think that I interrupted you starting to say something else, Tony, uh, uh, about two minutes ago. Was there a thought that you wanted to complete? No, there really aren't very many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt then with something completely unrelated. A group of ferrets is a business... Ah, very nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. collective nouns. Uh, any any of that kind of talk here is going to get like you murder of crows. Extra. Yeah, we, we, that's we, right. Yeah, talking about crows. Ever heard of the movie uh, The Crow on the Orient Express? Uh, no, but it sounds like snakes on a plane, but maybe a bit more, you know, measured. Is it like a post-apocalyptic mystery? Um, the we'll crow never know. On the Orient Express. We will never know. <laughs> Something, something about plural. I just realized that this this joke goes nowhere, and it was only funny in my head. <laughs> well, you've you've got lots of these good ones. The like, uh, I think Pull some the other ones. Sound effect. Yeah. I think you've got a rumba of rattlesnakes. I think is one of the ones. A that rumba. I, that a rumba, rumba of rattlesnakes. I believe is correct. How's this written? And um, rumba, like the dance. And um, frogs. I think. I think. I think you have an army of frogs, which would be very appropriate for this game. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I remember. So um, would a fortress of dwarves work in this context? <laughs> I think it absolutely would. <laughs> Just like, I don't know if you live in a tourist area where people have segways and they ride on those. <laughs> I've, 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 that's I've just chosen the locals here. <laughs> a shame of segways when you see a bunch of people together on those. I think is. I, and hmm. speaking of segways. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Continuing our list of patrons for 2023, we have Mr. Gutsy, Brendan Poole, Beardmo, Andrew Campbell, Byron, Patrick Shaw, Bod J313, David Eltzroth, The Juggalobalist, Mondragar, Burma, Gnome Gal and Roma Vermeulen. Your generous donations are applied to content delivery services, website hosting fees, audio recording services, and music licensing. Thank you so much for your support this year, and we hope you find your donations well-placed. Your craftsworship is indeed of the highest quality. 
Okay, let's look at some listener feedback. Thank you for sending us emails. If you would like to send an email to the roundtable, you can do so at urist at dfroundtable.com. That is U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Or you can just join our Discord and ask us yourselves. But yeah, but if you want it read on the air, better chance if you send us an email. Although one of these is from like last June, so... I hey, can't there's really no, say that it's a great chance of getting it right. There's no SLA here. Um, <laughs> right. Best effort, best effort system. So Aiden wrote, hey, Delvers, I'm a new listener already. I'm in love with the podcast. I'm also a bit of a new player and was wondering if y'all ever talk about the roles of each noble and the requirements. Do you recommend anything besides the wiki to watch or read to learn more about it? Meaning the roles. And I, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about uh, the nobles. But we did cover the nobles in a in a episode some years ago. I think it would probably be worth uh, revisiting again in a in a closely future episode. Just basically cover all the all the nobles that you can assign. Do you guys have any uh, any you know look up references other than the DF wiki that you okay. go to for looking at things like like if you need to learn more about a particular um, a particular noble. I don't know if I'm a good person to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because I, I, there's nothing I need to look up anymore. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Wow, okay. That, that is a flex. Well, no, whenever you, whenever you spend, joking. you know, 50 hours a week playing World <laughs> Fortress, you kind of get these things down, right? No, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I could tell you what the, what the yeah. job of a druid is, which is like the elven king equivalent. Um, huh. I didn't it's even insane. know that was a thing. I know. They used it's to summon that. trees to attack the fortresses in a very, very, very old version of the game. That would be um, awesome, though. But now they would... do nothing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Except well. for show up as visitors occasionally. You know, it would be kind of neat to have a canonical way to play other uh, other uh, races in in the dwarf game. Maybe maybe in version, you know, 78 we'll get I something mean, like that. like many things, it is a planned feature. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. So yeah, I think that the that the Dwarf Fortress wiki is going to be your best bet, Aiden. Um, thanks for asking the question. And yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I think that we'll schedule a episode that focuses on nobles and their roles and and nobles. <laughs> what are they good for? That would be a great. That would be a great one. I would. Yeah. I think that would be beneficial. All nobles are therapists, and not all therapists are nobles. There you go. That's right. Just right. in real Jarno. Life. Jarno wrote in, and uh, I just wanted to personally thank you for the discussion about AI LLMs and providing the link to the Stochiastic Parrots article. It was awesome, and I'm probably going to use that as a reference many times in the future. Loving the podcastly yours, Jarno. So, yeah, you're welcome. The uh, I think that that spawned some some nice discussion. Thanks, dude. And, it's a great uh, paper too. Yeah, I think that we all learned a lot about uh, about that subject matter. Uh, whenever it was the hot topic on the on the Discord and on the podcast there for a little while, so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's always fun to read a paper by people who aren't trying to sell you something. Any other commentary on that? Not from me. Not no. being present, it's kind of hard to say anything. So, yep. Okay, sold. Okay. And an anonymous urist wrote in, "Yo, dwarfs of the round table, I know reading the wiki spoils the fun." The dwarfy fun, uh, but the Werebeast page will tell you that transform lycanthropes have the trap avoid token in the raws. <laughs> 
potted two topics in one shot, which uh, does exactly what you'd expect. And uh, gives me the link to the Werebeast page. And all the best, Anonymous Urist. Anonymous Urist. The thing is, yeah, so, so this is relating to, I think it was the last episode, maybe the one before, where I talked about the the were-moose that ran across a row of 20 traps and it confused me and I didn't know what was going on. Was it going too fast? So yeah, I was on that page uh, a ton and I missed every time I was on that page, the fact that it says that lycanthropes in their transformed state uh, have the trap avoid token. So yeah, they don't set off traps. Um, so I was uh, informed that by several people, but on the other hand, there were several people who I would have thought might have known that as well, who apparently didn't. So that's why they didn't get caught in the cages is because uh, lycanthropes in their transformed state don't set off, set off traps. So interesting. I, I have an unpopular take when it comes to this subject, which is the wiki doesn't spoil fun. The idea of fun is you're giving the fun to the dwarves. The player doesn't need to be surprised by the fun the player's job is to control the fun to cause interesting outcomes if a were creature getting into your fortress is an interesting outcome you should know how to allow for that or how to prevent against that if you want to so Mm -hmm. i don't think reading the wiki spoils the fun i think reading the wiki gives the player the knowledge to cause the fun in the way that they think is interesting it's like there's 12 different kinds of ghosts and different ways for them to become certain types of ghosts Mm-hmm. But if you don't know how ghosts work, then when a particular dwarf dies, if you don't want that dwarf to become a ghost, maybe you want this other dwarf to become a ghost because of things that happened in their life and because you think that might be an interesting story bit for your personal fortress. Maybe having a, maybe having a howling haunt in the walls is a not necessarily a negative and more just an interesting story arc for your fortress. But if you didn't know that, then how are you going to allow for that or have that as a possibility. So I don't think reading the wiki spoils the fun. I think reading the wiki gives the player the knowledge to be able to orchestrate the fun that they want. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I, you know, the fun is kind of what happens. And if people are getting frustrated because they can't figure out why something's happening or not happening, like that's going to ruin the like actual fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, man, I totally agree with you on that. And look, this game is deep enough that you actually need a reference so yeah, in do. this case, and I totally agree with you, Blind. In this case, I was interestingly surprised by the fact that this Wermoose jumped the traps. And yeah, I went to the to the Dwarf Fortress wiki and just apparently just skimmed right through that that uh, that line. But now that I have now that I have experienced the issue. And I have a resource to go look up and try to solve that issue. I think that makes it even more fun because yeah. because you experience something, you get the joy of the experience, and then you get the joy of learning how to deal with that experience uh, through such the, through the great resource that the Dwarf Fortress Wiki is. And and you know, no one should ever be kid. That is a wonderful, wonderful wiki. It is very well done. The articles in it. Even whenever they are a little bit, uh, maybe have a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say that there's wrong information, but but they are quite authoritative articles that tend to be spot on, and they tell you whenever they have their their um, uh, what do you call it? Whenever they they have the different versions that they apply to. Um, oh, what 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 version that the information came from? Yeah, there's there's a, a word for that, but that is done so well. 
that whenever whenever the 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 article may not be quite up to date it lets you know that at the top and yeah I, I, yeah i'm i'm rambling here but yeah the the dwarf fortress wiki is one of the best wikis i've ever seen there's definitely out of date information on there i mean i've definitely mm-hmm. seen stuff on there where I, I i look at it and go oh yep nope that's wrong but i'm also way too lazy to edit it so <laughs> but um it it it, it is a pretty solid way i think like the version 50 portions of the wiki still need some work but like it's oh, getting yeah. there yeah it's getting yep. there it's better than it was uh, you know six months ago by a long shot well oh, yeah. and also no, a huge shout out to people who do edit it because like you blend i also look at something and i'm like oh that's not right close page you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Move oh, on with life. anyway keep looking but yeah so anybody that takes the effort to go do that thank you very much it makes it better for everyone so really appreciate your hard work Thanks, Anonymous Urist, for your uh, for your email, your comments. So, again, if you would like to send in an email, you can do so at urist.dfrontable.com. Or, you know, why aren't you in our Discord? There are tons <laughs> of people now in our Discord. I'm. <laughs> you should do if it. If you do Discord, if you do Discord, please join ours. We don't make any money off of it, but uh, but but we want you there because the the discourse in the Discord channel has been wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Quiznos, free Quiznos subs. No, 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 we're not. We're not going to be telling people we're giving stuff away again. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We're not. We're definitely not doing that. Just don't tell yeah, them you're giving away V bucks. That's right, V bucks. Yeah, for Dwarf Fortress. That's for the new in-app purchase function that's coming. Yeah, for the uh, season pass. That's definitely. right, the Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's the right. Dwarf, uh, what what do you get in the season pass? New skins well, for Dwarfs. New races to play it in adventure mode. New playable race. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, you have to pay to unlock every single other race, including all of the individual animal people. Or uh, by, I don't know, how the heck would you grind levels on a battle pass for Dwarf you, you win a date with Hippo Man <laughs> is basically what you do. Oh, God. Oh. Well. Well, I guess I'm unsold on that battle pass then. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Just save me some money. It's the only way. Speed dating with Hippo Man. Okay, so I think speed dating with hippo men is Kit Fox's next like solo developed really. <laughs> that's a new game. <laughs> yeah, hippo man boyfriend simulator or whatever it is. Boyfriend speed dungeon. That's what it was. Yeah, it's it's a mod. Or it's a it's a downloadable content for for boyfriend dungeon. Yeah, that's it. I I don't know what that game is. It just doesn't sound good though. The funny um, thing is, sp- speed dating with animal people would probably be very popular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It would. It, there's a market for it. There's a probably an untapped market. Pretty big. There, I say. Yeah. Are we going to lose our uh, uh, our non-explicit tag? Yeah, <laughs> the ghost of Jobs is going to come kick our asses. Okay, so I th- don't think that we're going to get into my uh, my Wormus, uh my fortress defense topic because we're uh, we're coming up on the top of the hour anyway. We should um, put a Discord channel for that, and then we can all talk about that more. About my uh, yep. about my my Wermoose world. Wermoose, yeah. See, I, I do want to mention though that I have continued it. I I did consider giving it up because I lost another fortress to uh to to what I'm calling bad management now, because uh, I'm I'm still having trouble doing all the things that I could do to protect myself from from the lycanthropy, but I'm now finding it to be fun as a challenge to try to protect myself against the, the were creatures. Yep. So, uh, fortress number five from the wealthy rag is now, uh, is now in, that in name, process. Name. <laughs> that name is just tragic. Yeah. God. Help so, us all. Uh, 
so I'm enjoying the world now, and we're going to go ahead and and given the fact that uh, that we may be able to use these saves with the adventure mode when it comes out, I might see if I can make this last until then, or at least uh, not delete the world whenever I stop using it, because I think that a world full of wear moose in adventure mode could be a lot of fun, dwarfy fun. Blind, is there anything else that you would like to to bring up while we still have a couple minutes left? Um. Not, not, a, not, not, nothing off the top of my head. No, uh, just thanks for having me on the podcast again. Mostly, it is always just a total blast sitting around and shooting the breeze with you. It's, it, it always ends up being wonderful, off the cuff, wonderful conversation. I feel like I'm rambling again. So, Roland, take over. Um. Yeah. Uh, it, it, first of all, agreed. Uh, second of all, I do have one little thing that I want to mention before we go. Um. What's that? And that is a listener, Rurik to be specific, actually build what I had talked about in a previous episode. The absolutely wow. invincible adventure mode playable character thing uh, that I wanted to use to test a few things concerning necromancers. And I got it actually built. And now it's called a, a Gernund as a creature name. Um, oh god! It is a whole thing. It, it is it's amazing. Uh, what was it? It had like several limbs. Uh, let me check. It is pretty massive. It has seven heads, six arms, oh, four god. legs. It has wings. It has a scorpion uh, pinch pincer, and it is made of steel. And uh, that is that is pretty cool. Uh. Um, that he just sat down and made that thing for me as like a little housewarming gift, I guess. And uh, I'm I'm going to install it into an older version and actually fiddle around with that. And uh, yeah, so he- older version as in as in version forty seven twelve or. Or older version, like an older world. Uh, no, like an actual older game version, because you know, adventure mode not out yet. Oh, oh gotcha, yes, gotcha, gotcha, course, gotcha, gotcha. My bad, my bad. And uh, yeah, so I will keep you updated on how many elven heads I can stack. Uh, very nice, very cool. Well, thank you. If <laughs> if you're interested, listener, into using the uh, creature Gernund, <clears throat> how do you pronounce that again? Gernund, Gernund. I, I can't make my tongue roll that way, but um, it's all about the umlauts, If you're interested baby. in using this creature, I will post the uh, the uh, text file to the show notes, or at least a link to the text file in the show notes, so that you too can download and you can be Roland's invincible creature. <laughs> it's me in real life. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rurik, for uh, for for bringing that to us. That's very cool. Dang. That's okay. Well, once again, Blind, thanks so much for joining us on yep. Dwarf Fortress Roundtable. This is episode 94. We're getting close to 100. We're so close. Holy cow. Don't know what we're going to do. but Well, it's going to be free trips. we got to do something. Maybe we'll record an episode for episode 100. Uh, oh, that's a great where to, That's a great place to start. <laughs> record an episode for episode 100. It took my brain a second to process that. <laughs> I, don't, I can't make an argument against it, so let's do it. Yeah. Be weirder so, if you didn't. Like, yes. just don't record anything. Just put out like ninety seconds of silence. No, like we stop that. at ninety nine. Right. That's that's it. It's gonna be like that that John Cage thing. Ninety nine minutes of silence, or whatever. I mean, you made so it past like, sixty nine, so you're doing okay. That's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there was some there was some tongue in cheek humor in that one. So not not banned yet. 
<laughs> no. Uh, so blind, when people want to get a hold of you or see your work, where do you suggest that they go to do that? Uh, you, you can find me at twitch.tv slash B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L, and if you just type the word blind and dwarf fortress in no particular order in my, into YouTube, <laughs> you'll find me pretty quick. Uh, and I do also stream on the on YouTube as well when I'm streaming Dwarf Fortress because Twitch lets us do that now. So if you want to, I don't know, backseat me or like yell at me or I, I don't know what people <laughs> do over there. I don't really read the chat. So like you can you can just like do whatever you want over there. If you actually want to talk to me, though, you have to be in the Twitch chat. I, I do look at the YouTube chat moderated, but I don't read it much. <laughs> well, to be fair, cool. also, if you type in the word blind and the phrase Dwarf Fortress in Google, it comes up with you, so I yeah. Mean. <laughs> it, it used to be if you just type in the words "dwarf fortress" and "speed run," you'd actually get me because of a weird SEO thing from <laughs> a completely unrelated thing where I ended up with a world record in a game. Um, for a while there, if you just typed in "dwarf fortress speed run," you'd find me too. But <laughs> since I deleted all my clips, that doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I also want to remind everybody that I am planning on having a Doom celebration on December 10th. I've got a server up for uh, for Z Damon. If you're interested in that at all, uh, stop by the webpage, uh, dfroundtable.com, or uh, hit me up in the uh, Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Discord channel, and we'll talk about it. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so look forward to doing that. Okay. Fun, fun. Well, folks, we're going to wrap this up now. This has been Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, episode number 94. And thanks again, Blind. And everybody, good luck and dig deep. I actually had something, and it's gone. I hate myself. But it's not too late. I can cut all this crap out. <gasps> is it a quiver of cobras or a basque of crocodiles? Oh, so, Blind, the running joke is that, uh, that Roland is trying to have a, a funny quip at the end of the episode. Uh, and... Uh, and he he keeps I, I keep coming up it. with one yeah. and having people suggest it's, one and he keeps uh, missing the missing the cue. It's it's terrible. <laughs> you know what? I'm saying twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's your resolution. We're man. gonna hit twenty twenty four. We're gonna we're gonna workshop this. We're gonna hire writers. <laughs> we are we're going gonna to have nail the shit We're gonna have a shared document. We're gonna have a shared document that has Roland's exit text. That's right. Yes. We're gonna put teams of interns on this for the next for the next one. Okay, guys, so I think that we're going to call this... A, oh, I didn't tell anybody this, so let me throw this again. I do think that we're going to break until the beginning of next year. We're going to take December off, so uh, you're going to be missing a couple episodes from... Actually, you're not going to miss them. They're you just not going them. to exist. Well, you'll miss, miss us them. Because, because, you know, we're such lovable teddy bears. You'll just mourn like for the loss of what would have been, but will never be. <laughs> So yeah, so if you uh, if you uh, just really really get to uh, to missing us, you know, uh, go go watch Blind's videos and think that he was on our podcast and how wonderful that was, right? I mean, yeah. Or you could just go through the backlog and listen to I'm, stuff you've missed or that's, forgot that's true. about. That's what I'm doing. I've done many times with other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I've gone back and listened to some of our uh, some of our early ones. And, uh, it's a little painful. Go <laughs> yeah, show up but, in the Twitch know. chat. Yep. Painful. Okay, folks. Catch y'all later. See y'all next year. See ya. Bye. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. If you'd like to contact us by email, 
The address is urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. If you'd like to interact with the hosts and listeners of the podcast, you'll find a link to join our Discord server in the main menu of our website. If you'd like to help support this podcast financially, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality. Thanks, Delfonso.